have a dope day. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. Sorry about that noise there. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Sam Ferguson, and uh, for those of you who are tuning in, um, we normally have another host uh, who goes by the name Zach Ferguson, but his jaw, uh, his teeth right now are currently being examined, um, and uh, he might be calling in around uh, 1130-ish today. Uh, we do not know. Um, it could, ah, oh, that's great. Um, it could, uh, he could call in around 1130. Uh, if he does, uh, hopefully we can, uh, understand what he's saying. Uh, cause I think they're ripping out like most of his teeth. <laughs> um, so I really don't know. I, I think he just has like a, a dental drinking too much Coke. Don't drink Diet Coke kids does not, does not help. Or Mountain Dew. He drinks a lot of Mountain Dew sometimes, which is probably not great. When he was a kid, he's gotten better. Anyways, uh, we were gonna have a guest today. Um, she, uh, could not make it though, unfortunately. Uh, we also were gonna be playing an old episode, uh, of one that we were gonna be playing a while ago. Um, but, um, the computer, um, I don't know if you guys, uh, for those of you who are living in New York, uh, you may notice it's raining outside, uh, and it is quite abysmal, quite abysmal. And I think I probably did a very stupid thing, and I put my hard drive with all my files on it uh, in the front pocket of my backpack. Um, and now I think, uh, right now at least, uh, hopefully not permanently, but right now, uh, it seems like uh, the hard drive I cannot really open anything, which is great because that is where I was going to access this episode. Um, so for right now, we're going to talk about news. That's the great thing about this is live, by the way. I don't know if you guys, everyone's all used to the podcast generation where everything is edited. Uh, everything is made to look glossy and new. Uh, this is uh, all on the cuff. Uh, I learned that we weren't having a guest this morning and I came up with this idea to do this thing. Uh, and now I'm going to have to improvise, uh, yet again. Um, but so we're probably just going to play some music, uh, in the meantime, waiting for Zach to, uh, show up. Um, but, uh, and possibly get this podcast thing to work. Um, but also, um, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on, uh, in the news, uh, and things like that. Um, so one of the biggest things going on right now is, of course, South by Southwest, uh, which has a, a few movies premiering. South by Southwest is always kind of a weird thing because it's not really, you know, people don't really think of it. You think of it as like it's also a music festival. It's also um, kind of just like a bunch of random things going on. I've never been. Uh, it's in Texas, I believe Austin. Um, but it's also a pretty, it's gotten to be a pretty major um a film festival um and uh so big that um uh jordan peele's newest film is premiering there 
Uh, I think it's premiering. But, it, I mean, this a, a lot of press has been coming out about Jordan Peele's... Uh, let me just pull it up real quick. About Jordan Peele's um, uh, newest film coming out called Us. Uh, and I, if you haven't seen the commercials, it is... Looks just as scary, if not scarier, than the old one. Um, it looks pretty messed up. Uh, oh, wait a second. Hold on. I think maybe. Just maybe. Hey! I think we have the episode. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Uh, I'll probably figure this out whenever I play some music. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, Jordan Peele's newest film, Us. Uh, and it's getting nothing. I've seen nothing but great reviews for it. Um, it has it has Tim Heidecker in it, which is so funny. If you guys don't know who Tim Heidecker is, he was he's in this comedy troupe called Tim and Eric, uh, which was pretty big in like the mid to late two thousands. Uh, show called Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric Awesome Show or something. I think like that. Um, but I mean, it's just it, it's made for YouTube. Uh, it, it was on Adult Swim. Um, he now also has uh, a show that uh, is a spiritual uh, equivalent to this show, I like to think. I don't know. Um, but it's called um, uh, On Cinema at the Cinema. Uh, and it, anyways, he's a really outlandish comedian. Uh, he's kind of off the walls. And now he, he's gotten to the point where I guess he can kind of just jump on to becoming more of a serious actor, which I guess is seems to be the transition for most uh, um, comedians. Uh, I mean, starting with the late, great Robin Williams. Well, not starting, but he was one of the biggest examples, I think, at least in my lifetime. Uh, Jim Carrey started doing Truman Show. And, I I mean, I don't think Us is a comedy. It looks pretty serious. Um, But he's in it. Uh, but it's also Jordan Peele, and that, that's probably the, I'd, I'd say the biggest news in film right now, I don't really know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, look out for that, um, and I don't know when it's gonna be premiering, but for those of you in South By, please be safe, don't do drugs. <laughs> but, uh, also have fun, you know? Um, also, something in just media in general I thought was pretty fascinating. Uh, there's... A, there's a, um, a kind of a controversy. It's not a controversy, really. It's just funny. Uh, that, so Mitski came out with a, uh, album recently called I Might Be Butchering This. This is all off the top of the old dome. Uh, it's called Be the Cowboy. Let me, let me check myself on that. Um, Being the Cowboy. Excuse me. Uh, Mitski. Do, 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 do. Um, She's a pretty big indie artist, for those of you who don't know. Uh, I just don't want to call puberty. Be the Cowboy. Yeah, I was right. Uh, it's called Be the Cowboy. Uh, it came out last year, and it got like a lot of praise, obviously, because she's great. Um, and <laughs> she has her biggest song was called Nobody. And now, just recently, Mac DeMarco has announced his newest album, uh, which... Uh, I also don't know the, the title of it, um, but, uh, let me, Mac DeMarco real quick. Sorry, this is very DIY. Mac, De, another very indie artist, um, probably one of the champions of, like, bedroom pop, kind of just doing everything inside your own bedroom, uh, and, oh, it's called Here Comes the Cowboy, scheduled to be released this year, uh, 
and his first single is called Nobody. The, someone on his team, either he, I, I, I like to give him the benefit of the doubt to say that he knew about this. Because Mitski is nothing to like ignore. Like, I feel like Mac DeMarco probably knew who Mitski was. I think they're on the same level, in my opinion. Uh, maybe Mac DeMarco a little bit more so, but still, I think that they have the same sort of. And they both. She came out with an album called "Be the Cowboy" a year earlier. The first single or the main major song called "Nobody," and then a year later, Mac DeMarco is "Here Comes the Cowboy" with his first single "Nobody." Now, honestly, though, I was listening to both. I think I prefer the. Mac DeMarco nobody better. Uh it's a little more a little more mellow, I guess. A little bit more Mac DeMarco. Um I do really like Mitski. Mitski is great. Uh uh sometimes I feel like she can be a little bit too complicated in her music, which some people love. And uh I, I can understand a little bit chaos uh in your life and wanting some of that in your in your songs. Um also here's a little bit of uh editing uh for you, a little bit a little tip in audio. You hear what's going on right now? Whoa, am I over here? Or am I over here? Or am I over here? It's called panning. I I uh, I realized that I I didn't realize that we had that capability here until right now, and I, I think I might want to play around with that a little bit more. Anyways, um, so those are I think the two biggest things in media right now. Uh, as I still get my computer to hopefully start working. Um, for those of you who are in media, you know what I'm talking about. Things happen sometimes, and hard drives are your babies. And I should have been probably a little bit, a little bit better. I normally keep my hard drives in my big backpack, uh, or the the big pocket. But um, I always get it lost in the bottom it's a small backpack to begin with so you know it hadn't rained in a while and i put it in the front pocket but i've learned my lesson i'll probably put a baggie around it next time i think it should be fine i mean all of them are still visible um but for those of you who may know hard drives a little bit better than me in media management even though that's gonna be uh, apparently my job uh, starting tomorrow for those of you who don't know um and those of you who know me personally for those who don't really care who know who I am, this probably doesn't matter, but uh, I'm starting a job tomorrow as a technical operator at this place called The Mill, uh, which is exciting because it's through Technicolor. Uh, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool opportunity. I, I really don't know what I'm going to be doing. Uh, people ask me what I'm going to be doing, and uh, I just say that I'm preparing the video to be edited um, using the Adobe softwares. Uh, we are sponsored by Adobe, uh, or I like to think so. Um, they should, uh, if they, if they are listening to this, a representative of Adobe, we will do anything, uh, for you to sponsor us. We will, um, we can always do a little bit of ad, uh, for Adobe whenever you want. Speaking of which, we should probably do a quick ad, uh, for Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, so... Okay, Ready for Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform. So we do not close our platform for anyone. And I I know you're probably sitting there right now thinking, 
Man, I always get things closed on me. <laughs> Doors are always closed on my face, and I hate that um, I never get anything open. Do not, do not fret, is what I'm saying. This, this is an open opportunity uh, for the community to promote and media literacy, education, and free expression. So let me correct myself. We only allow those three things. So we will close the door on you if you do not have those three things. So sorry if you're trying to promote, um, you know, religion or something. We will close the door on you for that. Uh, we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Uh, and that goes for me as well. Uh, we pay a little bit of transparency here. We aren't making a profit on this. Uh, we pay $30 a month. Uh, and you can actually go on to our website. Uh, which is Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, slash Two Thumbs Undecided. Uh, or you could just check the schedule and we're there. Um, and you can make a, uh, donation, a monthly donation of a dollar if 30 of you do it. 30 times one equals 31. Uh, minus one. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, make us break even if you like what you're listening to. Um, but, uh, right now we love it so much. We don't really care. Um, at least that's what they want us to say. Just kidding. Um, to help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org dash donate, uh, or slash rather. Uh, every cent, we do not waste a cent, uh, helps us to contribute to stay on air. Um, so please support independent community media by pledging your, uh, pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. The law abides, we abide. Um, and again, that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the little plug we got for the, uh, the, the how we're getting this message to you. Um, yeah. So, uh, something else I wanted to do, uh, I, I'm trying to do this more and more often. Uh, before we launch into a song or two, as I try to figure this out, uh, I want to start, you know, reaching out to people who comment on our Instagram. I haven't been as active as recently. Um, also, Vanishing Angle just liked us. We have the Twitter page, which, uh, you know, I feel like uh, needs a little love sometimes. Um, we, I mean, it is pretty new. But if you guys want, uh, please uh, follow us, I guess. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Vanishing Angle just followed us, which is, uh, uh, Jim Cummings, uh, Jim Cummings works a lot with him. For those who don't know Jim Cummings, he just, he actually won, uh, best feature topical by, uh, South by Southwest last year. Uh, so he's, uh, pretty, I think he's pretty cool. And he does a lot of indie film things and he, he's kind of a cool person to follow as well. A lot of like self-talk about being an indie director. And he's also really unique about his, his approach to, being a self-distributor. I'm sure he's not the only one, but uh, he's definitely one of the most vocal about it. Um, and he's a really interesting dude because, like, I mean, with self-promotion, I mean, you get all of the money. of Or self-distribution, you get all of the money of distribution. And for those of you who don't know, distribution is where you get the most money uh, back. You always get, like, most studios are, they start out as just distribution. I mean, A24... Um, everyone in indie film who likes indie film, uh, knows A24, probably one of the biggest indie film production companies started as just distribution. 
um, because that's where you make money. That's where you start. So the fact that we now live in a time that you can very comfortably profit off of being your own self-run distributor uh, is pretty crazy. And uh, I think he's he's kind of champing or not champing, but he he's he's making that um, a little bit more uh, uh, trans uh, not transparent, a little bit more of he's informing us, informing, educating uh, uh, how to do that as an option. Uh, and I think he just paired up with Sundance and they released an article um, that kind of is kind of like a, in a weird way, a how to guide of how he did it for his. Um, but anyways, I want to go on Instagram and <laughs> see, read some comments. Uh, oh wait, there really hasn't been any comments. Uh, really hasn't been any comments. Hmm. So yeah. Anyways, uh, well, I mean, I just shout out to Vanishing Angle for, um, for doing that for us. Um, but, uh, so the first song I'm going to be playing, uh, is from a movie that I watched last night. Uh, a girl walks home alone at night, uh, which is, I, I think one of the greatest songs or one of the greatest movies, uh, Really, I mean, it came out in 2014, and really no one talked about it. It it was like this weird indie film that it came out, it was produced by Vice Films, uh, which is now called Vice Studios, but it was by Vice uh, Films. It was directed by Anna Lily Amapur, um, and it was executive produced by Elijah Wood, which is funny. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great film about uh, a vampire uh, who... Um, she kind of she she's a vampire, but she's a little bit of a vigilante. She only really kills evil men, um, and she kind of falls in love with this guy. Uh, and and it's kind of a story from both of their perspectives, from the guy's perspective. Uh, his dad is kind of a, a raging uh, druggie, um, and she's an immortal vampire. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I mean, it's on Canopy, definitely. Because that's how we watched it, um, and it's probably on some other things, but you can you can definitely check that out. But uh, one of the, one of the best scenes uh, was from um, uh, was probably the, the right dead smack in the center, and I'm not going to give anything away. But this is the song that was playing. It's uh, "Death" uh, by White Lies. Um, so we're going to be playing that song. Uh, right now as I try to figure out my computer. So hopefully we'll have an episode for you when you return. I love 
That was uh, Death by White Lies. 
Um, and uh, I figured it out. Uh, the hard drive isn't fine. I think it was just an issue with VLC, which is uh, a way to play um, uh, audio. Uh, but we figured it out. Um, so here is an old episode uh, called... Um, and we might just play this for the rest of the thing. Um, it's called... Uh, it's basically, uh, we ask... What's the difference between porn and art house? Um, so uh, here we go. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. Hey, you know, live things are great. Our topic is a long title, and I love it. It is... <clears throat> what constitutes porn? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right? Was it? Yeah. No, no, like, you know, so, um, yesterday, uh, Sam and I, after a, a, a rigorous, nice day of picking flowers and, and pony back riding, we came back home... And we decided to watch a little fun film called Pink Flamingo, mm. a movie filmed and directed. It's funny. It was like produced, written, directed, and filmed by John Waters. And it is a interesting film. Wait, I, real quick sidetrack. I didn't know that Francis McDormand was married to Joel Cohen. Yes, sir. Huh. But, you know what? There you go. That's news to you, right? Yeah, good call. All right, but yeah, Pink Flamingo. So anyway, so like there were some pretty uh, explicit scenes in it. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I don't want to say... I mean, there's a scene where somebody's... Uh, the asshole was pulsating. Was pulsating. Was like, he was like, he, he was trying to push poop out, but nothing was nothing coming was out. Nothing was coming out. There's a scene where a woman literally eats poop. Mm -hmm. uh, like the dog... It wasn't even like it could have been done. Yeah. It like the dog poop. There's like a semi, like Rape a weird. Scene. Yeah, but I don't know what it was because it was like this. Just it was just kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, it was. And someone was okay. And then Anyways. there was this scene where the mom gave the kid his son a blowjob. What? You don't remember? Oh that no, scene? no, I do remember that. Ah. That was the most scarring. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so if you guys, if you, we might just be saying random things to uh, you. I also but was... But this was kind of the... Be would you say it was like the beginning of drag? Uh, um, well, I mean, I think drag has been going on for quite some time. Hmm. Well, like the history of like modern drag. I, yeah, well... I, I mean, would say... like Diva, Diva kind of was the star child of it. Like that, I mean, now we have RuPaul... Mm -hmm. But Diva was kind of the god, like godfather, or the, you know, just the the beginner of that classic. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not a historical man when it comes to uh, the history of drag. Yeah, almost. I'm not either. But, but I know. It, yes, uh, it, I think it became popularized. I'm I'm ignorantly saying this, but I believe it was popularized uh, from Diva. Mm -hmm. Who was the star of the movie? Yeah, oh, I can't believe I remembered that. I... It was actually shot for on ten thousand dollars. Yeah, wow, only ten thousand dollars. Only ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but think about inflation. Now, well, still ten thousand dollars is pretty cheap. 
Yeah. This came out in 90... or 72. 72. Yeah. I'll look up the inflation. Any hoots. Um, so, uh, like, I don't know. Like, what? what is the definition of porn? Yeah, because, like, for films like these, you see it, like, and there, there are is... definite scenes that you're like, this could be... I, I will say, I will say, there is was like no a very long, extended. Well, I mean, I sex guess a blowjob is porn, right? But it, like, if but in in its whole, is it porn, or is it? And arts? that's what it is. That's you know that. I think the main thing is just like this is definitely going to be undecided for those kind of movies. Like, I would not consider um, this movie a porno. Because it was it though it was definitely shot like a porno, it, like that uh, cheese like a nineteen seventies porno, which in that sense was maybe the kind of like a parody. It was a parody porno. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. It was a parody porno. I just it just I can't actually, stop but thinking that like John Waters just only watched porn. Oh, I could believe it. And like that was uh, that, would but be he so- also was wanted. To like tell stories. Uh, no, I so think... the only way you could tell a story was through a porn type. Well, here's actually. So I I met the man and went to a thing. Um, oh, you met just, him? I, really? Yeah, I did. Oh, I've never him. heard that one before. Okay. I, I our listeners don't know my life, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I've heard discuss. Okay, fine. I've heard him say from a few feet away. <laughs> That he also was a fan of, like, the Truffauts and the Fellinis, you know? Mm. But he was probably also a big fan of, like, those porn. He thought it was funny. He, like, he thought those cheesy stuff was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was his way of making artsy porno. Um, and then there's another... Okay, there's another movie called um, Nymphomaniac, directed by... Uh, I can't... RuPaul. No. What? I can look it up. No, it's directed by the guy who did uh, Lars von Trier. Oh, yeah, yes. it was. I, I had to see that for a movie class, and I thought it was fantastic. There's two parts. Part one is good. Part two ends really it, not a great movie. But that movie, it, in a way, they show everything in a very stylistic way. And I had an argument with somebody that, like, was it pornographic? And I argued no, because it was in a sense of art. It was styling story. But if someone just walked in and I said, hey, this is a porno, they would maybe believe me that it was a porno. But I said, I mean, it was it was a commercial film with real actors. Like, it had people. It, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. She was in it. Mm-hmm. And he had sex with people on camera. And well, it's actually, not like it wasn't sex. It. Oh, actually, fun fact. What they did... Was they CGI'd uh, porn stars' bodies onto the actors? So it's not—they're not having sex. They CGI'd porn stars, like they got porn uh, actors, and then they CGI'd them having sex. No, they—they they filmed them having sex and then took their bodies. And put it onto the actor. Oh, I got it. So Shia LaBeouf is like probably just sitting there and you know, yeah, making faces mm-hmm. as he does. He does that a lot. Um, and then they actually just had film, you know, 
porn star. Anyways, so like that's another thing. I would not consider that a porno. But I mean, the the definition is um, if it you watch it to get a get off. Aha. So like no, but, but the, the issue with that is okay. you could still get off Not, from here's those anything. Films. Also, like I mean, I I imagine Quentin Tarantino every time he sees Uma Thurman's foot in yeah. any of his movies, probably has to change his pants. Mm-hmm. No, uh, okay. By the way, um, we probably should put up a censor. <laughs> Like this is not a for kids uh, yeah, podcast. There's definitely one. a lot of ten year olds watching this. Yeah, watching this because they're idiots. <laughs> like mama, ten year olds don't understand technology. I'm just watching this wavelength or like wave form. Okay, so this is the dictionary definition of pornography. Oh, which is this Webster's or is this Dictionary.com? Yeah, this is Marion Webster's. All right, cool. Okay. <clears throat> The depiction of erotic behavior, as in pictures or writing, intended to cause sexual excitement. Mater- second definition, materials such as books or photograph, that p- depicts erotic behavior and is intended to cause sexual excitement. And here's the last one. The depiction of acts in sensual manner so as to arouse a quick in- a quick instant, uh, in, a quick intense emotional reaction. The pornography of violence. Lee. Oh, okay. Oh, so that, that may not be erotic, but like the depiction of acts in a sensual manner so as to arouse a quick intense emotional reaction. What? Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean if I like jiggle my belly and that makes you laugh real quick? Was that pornography? Wait, if you jiggle your belly and what? And you, like, if someone... I jiggle my belly at somebody and they laugh really hard, real quick. Is that pornography? Was I displaying myself? Have you done that a lot? I'm just saying, like, say the uh, the kid from... uh, What is his name? Chubby from... uh, Oh, that's a porn thing, right? A chubby? (laughs) A chubby? Oh, man. No, okay, the kid um, from Goonies. Oh, yeah. And he shakes his belly. Well, look at this. All right, if Pink Flamingos is porn, Hold on, the depiction of acts in a sensual manner so as to arouse a quick, intense emotion reaction. Sensual. So it's sensual. And what is the definition of sensational? Oh, sensational. Okay. Let's, like let's look at sens- someone who doesn't have dyslexia. No, it, this is what it is. The depiction of acts in a sensational manner so as to arouse a quick, intense emotional reaction. So me jiggling my belly to make somebody laugh is pornography. <laughs> Goonies no, is, is a pornography. of erotic behavior as in pictures or writings intended to cause ke- uh, sexual excitement. Read number three. Depiction of acts... In a se- Central. sensational yes, manner. Yes, that's what I said. So as to arouse a quick, intense emotional reaction. There okay. you go. Yeah, I mean, there it you- has a sentence to the pornography. Well, that that's the same thing as, like, have you ever seen the things online that says, like, book porn? Ah, it's just like, see, that's what it is. Like, the uh, porn of, like, porn? yeah, yeah. It's pornography of violence there. Like, this is that they're not actually saying it's... it's so it, that's, that's what a, it is. That's kind of more of, like, the verb. So Goonies... Is a pornography, a comedy porn. Yeah. By the way, this is how. And you jiggling your belly is a porn hey, of your belly. I, like when I'm shaking my belly, I'm like, hey, look at this porn. 
Look at this porn. Uh, look at this pornography. Hold on, watch this. Wait. Yeah, watch this, folks. Okay, my phone's gonna say how it's actually pronounced. Pornography. There you go. I agree. I concur. Good job, Mr. Webster or Mrs. Webster. Um. So, uh, so, so we've gone through uh, necrophilia. So I have. There's this... also blue is the warmest color, which ah. was a, uh, kind of a weird film that came out in 2013. Never saw it. Never saw it. Criterion Collection. I don't but... know if I would recommend it or not. It's cool just because it the scenes that don't have to do with sex are cool, but there is a very long sex scene that mm-hmm. I don't think there's any justification on why it should be that long. Mm. It's like four minutes of. A very intense and very like visual, and definitely could be a porn. Just those four minutes, but it's deemed like you won at Sundance. It won, um, I think it was at the Cannes. I think it actually won at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's like a huge. So like there's, but there's things like that. That's like, I mean, granted the whole thing isn't a porn, but why? cannot just that part there like in that four minutes like if it's if it contains a porn like what does it become well i think a movie whole thing be a porn like how much of their needs does there need to be like very aggressive sex to make it a porn also because there was like three intense one was major and then there was like two minor ones can i tell you something what um oh shoot what was it okay Okay, this is a this is gonna be a graphic one. All right, go ahead. Um, so a long time ago when I was in college, uh, uh we were looking up funny porns, mm. and there was one I think called Alice in Pornland or something like Alice in. Yeah, it was an Alice in Wonderland porno. Oh no! What? No, that's what it was. I got it. Oh, it was a Batman. It was a Batman porno, and it was the dumbest thing. Instead of the Joker, it was called the Jerker. <laughs> oh my god. And Batwoman, it was, uh, but here's the thing. It was, like, it was, it was considered a porno, right? It was yeah. under porno, but honestly, there was not, there was, it was mostly plot with funny stuff oh in it. God. And then ever so often, they'll, like, have sex in it. And, uh, so anyways, like, I, I've seen worse stuff in other movies, like Necrophilia or um, Nymphomaniac. I've seen worse stuff than that. So you're saying if this is a porn, why is not Necrophilia porn? Yeah, like, I honestly don't know. I mean, it's just all about marketing or how it's shot. Because once again, Pink Flamingo was shot very much like a porno. But th- there were really only two sex scenes. And I don't think those... The reason why well, I think Pink Flamingo can be, like, here's the cast thing. away is that the film was supposed to be filthy. Like, I feel like it was made to be not sexual. Bleesh. It was made to be, like, these people are just dirty people. Yeah. Because both sex scenes were really uncomfortable. I need And it wasn't like it was hot in any way. But, like, the the I'd imagine in Necrophilia... Or necrophilia. Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. Necrophilia is burning things. Uh, Isn't that where you burn somebody and then have sex with them? Oh. Pyromania. Yeah, it's pyromania. Pyro- uh, necrophilia. Necrophilia is having de- sex with dead things. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, 
than pyro necrophilia. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> nymphomaniac um, would be uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, nymphomaniac is probably the same, right? Where it's like it's kinda, a porno. Uh oh. Is, is it kind of is no. it kind of sex? Like, is it? I'm is not. It, it's not disgusting sex. Uh, well, it's, it's like actually like beautifully shot sex. But is it, it's like uncomfortable situations? Like no. Like there's also well little... yeah okay here's the thing in part two it gets really uncomfortable I mean it's supposed to be uncomfortable because she's a nymphomaniac so she has no control over like she can't stop because there's also that one movie um directed by um, Steve McQueen uh, oh with... uh, well that's not a they actually I don't think they show pornography wait what is it called again it's called uh, shame shame. Shame is, I mean, there, there are about sex a guy scenes that you do see his penis, really? and like you do see the vagina. Yeah, but there's there's the thing is like, but that's but that's the extreme where like that can't be considered porn because it is so much to do with the porn. Like him watching porn, him having constant amounts of sex is what's tearing him. Like the, what's going on inside of him is what really. So matters. I guess maybe that's what it's all about is the intent of the content <laughs> of, of, of like, like pink flamingo was supposed to be made to disgust and, mm. you know, challenge the status quo. Porn is literally supposed to arouse people. And it has one intent, but sometimes it can be kind of confusing. Like, what was the intent? Because my mind keeps going back to blue as the warmest color because that four-minute sex scene, maybe uh, some of it can <clears throat> can be shown as being, like, just not not just porn, or but, like, it has to do with her, like, finally embracing her sexuality and, like, the, and the, that really lust and, like, showing that lust, I guess, but not just about, like, getting off. But after, like, the first two minutes, you're kind of just, like... All right, why is this still going on? Like it keeps going, mm. and it's it's it, it it gets to a point where like you're in a movie and you have a specific mindset where you're going to be like, I'm going to sit and watch a movie and it's art and I'm going to like soak it in, and then when you watch porn, it's a very different mentality. Yeah. So it's like at that point of that sex scene in the movie, you're like, okay, I mean is this porn now? Like you're kind of at this weird cognitive dissonance where you're like, is this kind of confused on how to think? Cause you're just like, I don't really feel anything besides turned on right now. I think that's it. I think that's what it is. I think it's branding and I think it's intent. I don't think Lars von Trier meant to have people turned on. Um, and he didn't describe it as porn. So, but and it's a, also Lars von Trier. Here's the thing, uh, you know, a disgruntled parent could label it as porn. Like there's been movies all over, like all over the place where I bet people have picketed outside and like, "Don't watch this. This is porn." You know? Mm. So really it's a oh my goodness. It's the eye of the beholder. I think, really. What? It's of the eye of the beholder. If a movie's porn or not. So once again, it's just... it's If you think it's porn, it's porn. Once again, I'm starting to think Goonies is porn. Because <laughs> that chubby kid shaking his stuff around... <laughs> gives me a... Oh, boy. Nope! No, I'm not going to finish that. No. What were you about to say, Zach? Well, I was going to... It would make it sound like I'm a creep. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying the scene where he does the 
the shaking of the belly makes me laugh. What's his name again? Chub Chubby. Oh wow, you're really just gonna call him by No Chubbs Truffle. Tru- truffle no, that's, shuffle. It's the Truffle Shuffle. So it's, it's And his truff. name is the no, his name's not Truffle. Truff. Oh my goodness. Uh comment below. Actually I'm just gonna look No, up. don't don't even listen to this episode. I almost What are you talking about? This is a good episode. I almost admit I'm I, I a chunk. Yeah, chunk. I it, I it, I almost made it sound like I was a like a weird guy. I can edit it out. Uh I mean it's good tent. It's, oh yeah, it's the best tent. But it's really embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing tent, but it's good tent. I'm gonna be someone's gonna use this to like I'm gonna get fired. Well now my... you're putting all these red arrows on you. <laughs> now as if anyone kind of like if some person who might want to blackmail you wasn't listening. Oh, they're gonna And now they keep like... hearing us harping about that. I'm saying the trouble shuffle like, oh. was very funny. And I think it was a funny scene. Because mm. he shook his belly around. Like a bowl full of jelly. Yes. Alright, so it seems like we're undecided. Very much so in this porn versus film. So undecided. Two thumbs down. I Well, thumbs undecided. Two thumbs... Yeah, I'm saying two... Oh. Do you even know the title of this show? It, yes, I do. It's two thumbs undecided. <laughs> you know, I was describing the show to our own dear father. Ah... Uh. And I, I was saying, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, hey, you should look at this one podcast, Two Thumbs Undecided. And I described the entirety of it. Yeah. Not letting him know I was in it, you yeah. and I. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. And then he looks at it, and then he's like, oh, that's you. And I, Oh, I, that's good that you got him to watch it or look at it. Yeah, no, but, like, he didn't know what we were doing. Here. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think... Steven I don't Spielberg? Think he, Spielberg, yeah, Spielberg doesn't know what we're doing. I, I don't even think he thinks this is a movie yeah. related. I, he, like I said, he just looks at me, me mouth. <laughs> he looks at me mouth and just breathes. He's a, uh, he's a weirdo. D- okay, final words okay. for porn v. Um, disregard what I said before because it sounded like I was a creep. Uh, and two, I love Goonies. Three, um, I think a movie is described if you describe, if you, Put it in a genre as porno. It's a and your intent, your true intent was to make people arouse sexually. Um, it's a porno, but I think truly, pornos can be up to the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to avoid. I think in in regards to like, is it actually porn? It's mostly to do with who produced it. If it's a porn company, yeah, then it's a porno. Yeah, because like. There's definitely a lot of porn companies that that's all they do. Yeah. And if it's if it's directed by Lars von Trier, and it's I mean I guess the question comes in like those Here's... really indie directors mm-hmm. who like are doing sex just to be like surprising and to get people's attention because oh, sex sells. Wait a minute, what about Russ Meyer? We didn't talk about Russ what Meyer at all. He, he all of his movies are basically. I mean I I have never seen one of his movies, but they're all meant to be titillating. It's like about, what movies? Uh. Run, uh, fast, uh, run f- faster, faster, pussycat, kill, no, kill, kill, pussycat, fa- faster, pussycat, kill, kill. Hmm. It's basically, it's a, it's an exploit, it's exploitation movies, mm-hmm. and it's about a lot of large breasted women running around, uh, beating up guys. Wait, is that the one directed by, uh, Ross Meyer? Roger Ebert? What was the th- exploitation? Oh, yeah, yeah, Roger Ebert, uh, direct, he wrote, the screenplay to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, mm-hmm. which was a Russ Meyer ex- uh, movie. 
So, um, yeah, films like that, which I feel like were much more prevalent in, like, the 70s, which are kind of, like, exploitation films, yeah. that's that gray area, because it's not, they're not, the directors are known for making those sexy films, but it's still not porn, and, maybe, and somehow it's still accepted. Maybe, maybe exploitation films are, like, on the cusp of being porn. It's kind of like they, They're meant like, to be, like sexual they're meant to be the exploitation movies and really movies like baywatch and well not the movie but they're they are supposed to be stimulating but not stimulation is sexual (laughs) my dill is this is a pickle uh, i i i don't know a pickle could be i mean you show could also be stimulating yeah i'm like you could look at a pickle and just be like what getting back to (laughs) exploitation films that's hard because hard people but the thing is is what about those films like people aren't actually like normal people aren't going to like be masturbating to like oh. these films you well, know and that's the thing you know but like if they're still really sex like but do they also have like vivid sex scenes in them some of them but there's still plot to it yes and, the, and that's what I think it's all about. It's all about marketing. Like if, yes, yes. Like if a porn company makes a porno, it's a porno. But, yeah, wait. I think if, if Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What about if a porn company makes a movie that isn't, like, nobody has sex and they still market it as porn? Well, there'll be a lot of really disappointed people. I'm just saying, I'm looking at my phone right now. When I was, I was like, you know what I use this for? I use this as a paperweight. It becomes a paperweight. I'm saying, if someone says something's a porn, it's a porn, okay? They have to back it up, but I think it is, I, that's my final statement, okay? It's but in that the can be very of, damaging if I, like, say, like, hey, there's, like, this one sex scene in it. It's porn. It is Then damaging. people will think of it as a certain character. They won't why, think of it as art. Uh, that's why I, wh- what I'm saying I think is true, but I think we need laws in this world or we are going to be unhinged. So I think porn companies should genre their stuff as porn, and I think people should have the decency to market their stuff as either, you know, not porn, like... Lars von Trier should have if he thinks, "Wow, this is really pornographic." But what makes, but for you, Yeesh. what makes necrophilia nymphomania? Nymphomania, not porn. I honestly think it's because it was more plot based, and it was it just the because. Plot. I think it's the plot. I don't think the intention was to make people. It was the intent. The intent was not to cause arousal. It was meant to be a story. Of somebody who has this horrible um, afflict, uh, this you know, problem with sex, mm. and I think in a movie where someone has problem having a lot of sex, you gotta show some sex, or at least he decided to show a lot of sex, and I thought it was compelling. It was a compelling story. Is porn bad? Ooh, uh, well. There's ways to look at that. Um, do you want to get into this? No, we can do that for next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, uh, that was yeah, that was basically the end of that one. Um, 
So hopefully that uh, allowed you to answer a lot of those questions uh, that I know everyone is asking, uh, especially after, um, well, actually, this is slightly a non sequitur. Um, that episode, I think, was probably about a year ago that we did that, and that was in our our uh, bedroom um, in Pittsburgh when we were still doing it there. He's Zach's still in Pittsburgh, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Uh, but non sequitur to something kind of sad, uh, I finished the Leaving Neverland documentary. Oh, boy. Um, is that compelling? Uh, is that pretty fucked up? Uh, part one uh, is... Not shocking, because it's all these things that I knew. I think there's something with my generation. Um, people, millennials, I say this just from my bubble, so maybe it's not just me. But from my point of view, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson scared me growing up. He, when I knew, like when he was alive, he was, he looked messed up. Like he, I was scared of him. Uh, and of course, like, like, yeah, there was the Michael Jackson from the eighties. That's cool. But I don't know. Um, but part two of leaving De- Neverland, I think really made it a significant film because it, it didn't just talk about the allegations. Uh, it also talked about like the true, uh, 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 mental harm that child molestation, uh, causes. Um, and how, hard it is to come out and i think it really one of the most interesting things is one of the reasons i definitely believe it all is no one was really a hero like none of the family really was put in a good light uh one of the wife the wife whenever she found out after he had kind of lied about it for so long understandably uh the wife sorry spoils um the wife thought that he would then have feelings for their son um which is horrible to think about um that like you have this bottled up and you tell one someone you really love and their first reaction is are you do you want to have you know relationship with our son and it's like messed up um and i don't know it, it was a really compelling story not just about michael jackson but also really shed a light on um the true lifelong <laughs> hor like horrible things this does to you um, and I really can't think of any other documentary or, or it's, it really stopped. I stopped thinking about it as Michael Jackson. I just thought of him as someone who like molested these children. Um, and that was what part two for me. So I, I highly recommend it. If you, there is, if you do have a strong attachment to Michael Jackson, I understand that you don't want to watch it, but it's kind of undeniable at this point. Um, and I don't really get why people are de- denying it still. Just, you know, I don't know. Cool it, Jets. Um, yeah, but that's about that's about it. Zach never ended up calling in, so I assume um, he has no teeth anymore. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess my hard drive's working now, so that's great. Uh, also, while this was going on, I was perusing through um, Twitter, uh, and uh, someone on Twitter named Melissa Hilfers uh, I guess she is in the back of the car, and I, I guess she's she's written some things: undone, unfit, blasphemy. Uh, she she's a. It seems like she's a union, um, writer, and she's she's has some clout to her. She posted uh on in, on Twitter, um, basically saying, "Hey, like, uh, I'm in the back of a car, 
um, for two hours. If you have any questions, ask me. And there's a pretty interesting thread. So I would recommend uh, going on her page. Um, and she, I, I retweeted it saying great thread and then she liked it. And I know that's really petty. And I know we live in a petty world. I know, I know, I know. You know, Twitter is not always great, but, uh, and neither is Instagram. I really hate Instagram, even though we started with an Instagram here. Uh, but such is life. Um, and I highly recommend you listen to this. Uh, but besides that, uh, have fun. Hopefully, uh, we'll get my, previous guest on so because i got some doozies of a question uh she's a dp or a cinematographer that's one of the questions we'll ask which one she prefers um but we'll figure it out not sure what we're doing next episode could have a guest on it's really unpredictable anyways here's uh i won't hurt you uh by the west coast pop art experimental band uh, and please stay tuned for the next show I've lost all of my pride I've been to paradise and out the other side With no one to guide me Torn apart by a fiery wheel inside me I won't hurt you, I won't hurt you I won't hurt you That's golden and brilliant without illumination Your mouth's a constellation The stars are in your eyes I'll take a spaceship and try and go and find you I won't hurt you, I won't hurt you Bring me down and bury me with ashes 